This is Daniel Fine. I'm here with Haley Gershengorn. Haley is an associate professor of medicine at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine and in, in the critical care department at Montefiore Medical Center. Haley is also the director of the Early Career Professionals Working Group, which is part of the critical care assembly of the American Thoracic Society. Hi, Dan. Thanks so much for having me come. I really appreciate the invitation. My pleasure. So I'm here today with Haley Gershengorn. Thank you for joining me, Haley. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for inviting me, Dan. Yeah. So I wanted to hear a little bit about your experience in the American Thoracic Society and specifically your experiences in the Early Career Professionals Working Group. So tell me a little bit about how you got involved with ATS to begin with. I think probably my first uh, entry into ATS was when I was a fellow, as it is for many folks. Um, at that point, obviously, I didn't really know whether or not I wanted to be uh, affiliated with the critical care group, but certainly with the society in general. Um, and so initially, it was sort of I got involved by submitting abstracts to present poster service, just a way to come. Um, and that was really an exciting experience for me because I got to meet a lot of folks who would come around and, and interview me and talk to me about my poster, which was really a lot more uh, interactive than I had anticipated it would be. And it made me want to sort of get to know how to become those people. Um, as best I could. Um, and then, honestly, I was advised by uh, a slightly senior colleague to me who said, just show up at stuff. And so the ATS um, assemblies each have a business meeting, which I had never really known about, um, that is open to anyone. You can go to one business meeting or any of the assemblies. And so I went to the critical care one, I think my second or third year, because by that point I decided that was more my interest. And then at that time they had just started this working group that, that I'm now part of, and there was a meeting at 6.15 in the morning, and the same friend said to me, how many people are going to go at 6.15 in the morning? Just go. And I did, and honestly, every time I've just shown up, people are helpful and happy to have you there. Um, and then sort of through that, those two ways, I got plugged in, I think, a little bit more with how the assembly structure works. And one of the leaders of the, of the working group at the time um, got me a spot on one of the, one of the committees, the programming committee. Um, and through that, I sort of understood a little more, and I started to submit uh, session proposals and things like that. Um, and so I, I know it sounds silly, and I'm not the person to take it up initially, but really it was just show up. And if you show up, people will talk to you. I think that's great advice. Go looking for trouble. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How do you think getting involved with the American Thoracic Society has aided your career so far? So I was thinking about this before, and I think... The, the main way for me um, has been to get to meet people around the country. Many, many folks, and, and I think I was amongst them, come from programs where we have some connections to people around the country um, who are doing things either similar to or, or related to what we're doing or what we want to do. But what was really nice was that there's all these people were in the same room all the time, and so I really got to meet folks, senior people, but also people at my level that I thought to reach out to later when I had projects that I wanted to do, and that was really great. Um, in terms of the assembly itself, um, I think the best thing for me about getting involved in the critical care assembly, and I think if you're interested in critical care, it's really easy at ATS because your options for assemblies are not as diverse. On the pulmonary side, that can be harder, I think. Um, it's, a big, it's a big society, and it's hard to meet people, and yet if you go to an assembly, it's sort of like it makes you have a little home, um, and, and that's been a really good experience for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so kind of just finding a, a niche within the ATS. Yeah, exactly, that, exactly. Uh, serves to facilitate meeting people. Absolutely. Very good. So what exactly is the Early Career Professionals Working Group, and uh, how did you become specifically involved with it? Okay. So 
So that is the working group to which I mentioned that I just showed up that one six fifteen in the morning. Um, I, to be honest, at that time, I think we were still trying to figure out what we what we are and what we want to be. The mission has always been to try to help early career professionals, meaning anybody who's from the fellow level to some version of a junior attending, and we've been very specific never to put an actual age limit or number of years on it, because I think it's more about how you feel about your career. We want to try to find ways to help them get more involved at ATS, feel involved in ATS, et cetera. Um, and so that's really what our aim is. Right now we're a group of probably about 20 or 25 folks that fluctuates year to year. Um, and our, we sort of set out to have a number of projects that are aimed at throughout the year getting early career professionals involved in the society, but also at the conference itself. So that's, I would say that's our main mission. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been involved with it? Um, I think probably about five years at this point. Um, so I've been sort of a, the leader of it just for last year and this year, but mm -hmm. I've been pretty actively involved for about five years. And, and what are your uh, favorite projects that... Don't pick favorites. I think uh, favorites are going to be tough. But yeah, some but of our, some what, of what are some things. projects that you think people should know about? Absolutely. So I think the big one that many folks may know about, and, and I, this one comes to mind just because it's been one of our bigger fo focuses over the past four or five years has been the mentorship program. Um, we're really fortunate in that we were one of the first first assemblies to take on a mentorship, uh, try to have a mentorship uh, organization, and I really was very minimally involved in that. Um, but that really is a credit both to Tim Watkins and now Lisa Vandevusi who took it over. Um, and we, we really match a lot of people usually on the order of 50 or 60 or so junior folks with a more senior mentor with whom they can discuss any range of topics that they've decided upon research, academic advancement, how to get a clinical job, how to get involved in ATS, et cetera. Um, so that's really a big one. I think many folks have, have gotten involved outside of our working group with that. And, and um, what are the logistics of that? How does someone get a mentor? So uh, usually um, about, let me think of when it is, uh, usually about three or four months before um, the conference, so I'm going to say early winter, um, there'll be an email sent out to the entire assembly membership. And I, I will take this moment to say that it's really a good idea, no matter who you are, if you're involved in ATS, pick one or two assemblies to put your name on the list of. You just get a lot of more information about those. Um, it just goes out to the entire assembly membership, basically saying, please sign up. It's now a web-based interface that's actually been orchestrated centrally through ATS, where people can sign up and say, I'm interested in having a mentor or in being a mentor. This is what I want out of that relationship. And these are the people, if you have any, who I think might be helpful to me if you can find a way to match us. And then there's a pretty extensive matching program process that goes on after that. But that's the, that's the easiest way. And the, the application is very simple. How can someone get more involved in the early career professionals working group? So this is pretty easy, actually. Um, my uh, name and email address are on the assembly webpage, and the easiest way is just to email me. Um, we are, for the moment, and, and we've purposely tried to keep it this way, a completely open group, by which I mean if you want to be involved and you're actively involved, you are involved. And so the commitments that we expect, um, we have several conference calls throughout the year, obviously based on people's schedules, not everybody can attend all of those, but we expect people to make a real effort. We expect people, if they're at the annual Congress, to come to that morning meeting, so you've got to be willing to get up early in the morning. Um, and then sort of new this year, because we're trying to get give people opportunities to get more involved and have a real connection to something, we're asking people to help us choose with them one of the many initiatives that we have going on that they can be really tied into. And so there are now teams of sort of two to four folks working on each of the initiatives. Um, and we really want to see people actively participating, because if you're not going to, then we want to make sure we have space for somebody who is. So if you're interested, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd be very happy to help find a way to get you involved. Great.
Great. Are there any specific programs that you're planning for this upcoming ACS conference? Yeah. So, so um, for this, at the actual conference, there's obviously the mentorship program. Um, we started last year under the sort of direction of a woman named Nandita Nadig, um, what we call an early career professional's lunch. Uh, the focus of it last year, and I think we'll probably continue with this focus going forward, is to get together a small group, about 20 or 25 early career professionals, again, sort of self-designated, to have uh, lunch with and speak with and ask questions of four or five more senior people in ATS to try to understand specifically their, how, you, how you can make a career for yourself or a way for yourself in ATS. So that's one that we definitely have at the conference um, in addition to the mentorship program. Um, and then the other one which we're talking a little bit about but we haven't decided for certain is whether or not to have another event some other point in the conference just mingling more for early career professionals. But that's still kind of in the planning stages. Nope. We look forward to hearing more. So that all sounds great. Is there anything else you wanted to know about the working group? Yes, yeah, so I said one of the things I want to tout, and I probably should have put it on the list of projects. Um, as you know, Dan, um, there's been a lot of effort uh, put into a Twitter feed that, again, I take very little, uh, I can take very little responsibility for, led by Hallie Prescott out of Michigan. Um, that really is an attempt to get folks information, particularly younger folks, but anybody information about active current research that should be of interest to them or that younger folks are doing. Um, and I think it's been a really great resource, and as you know, we've seen a lot of a, a very fast pickup in the number of followers, um, and that the, web, the uh, link for that is on our website, and I, I really do think it's a great resource. And so I, I want to I make that people aware of that if they're not already. Yes. Thank you. So thank you for talking to us about this. Uh, I want to ask you just some general career questions okay. as, as a junior faculty member. So... Um, if you could go back and give yourself advice uh, when you were graduating residency, what, what, what would it be? Thankfully, you gave me this question in advance, so I had a little bit of time to think about it, because as, as, as you know, I think it's not always so easy to put yourself in that position. I think what, for me, um, I have found to be helpful, and I, I would not have guessed this, uh, is to really be open to new possibilities. I think many of us, whatever point in your career you find yourself identifying what you think you want to do, it sort of seems like there's a direct path to that. And and at least for me over the last six years since I finished fellowship, that path hasn't followed exactly the way I would have expected. Um, and in fact, talking about my current position where I, where I work now, um, I don't even know that I would have been open to looking at this opportunity had it not been for my husband who said, listen, this looks kind of like something that you might like. And it hadn't even really crossed my mind. So I think if I can say that, say that be open and, and recognize that the way you planned it out doesn't necessarily have to be the way it goes. Um, and then the other thing, I think many of us, when we're very junior, have a lot of availability of maybe senior mentorship, particularly when you're a student or maybe even a resident. But as you get further in your career, it's not obvious who those people are. My experience has been, and certainly in speaking with, with people senior to me, people like to mentor junior people. And so if you want somebody to help you out, just ask them. They probably will. And, and I think that it's, it's just so much easier to help have somebody who's been there before help you figure out what to do. Absolutely. And that goes for career path or research, right? Absolutely. Or just general life Absolutely. advice. Completely yeah. agree. And that's so right. Seek mentorship. Yeah. Anyway. And, it's not, you know, I think we all have this idea that, like, a mentor has to look like a certain way. It's going to be to help me get my grant support. That's not what I mean. I just mean someone, as you're saying, I'm struggling with how to balance my clinical life and my working and my home life. I'm bad. Any of that kind of stuff. People can be really helpful if they've been there and done that before. Great advice. Thank you. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. I think you covered a lot of it. I'm glad you gave me an opportunity to, to talk 
well about our working group. And, and again, I really want to support all – it really is a group effort, and I've been lucky um, over the last year to be able to be surrounded by so many people who really took on these initiatives. Um, it's really a group effort. Yes, I've been involved with it, and it's certainly been a rewarding experience for me as well, kind of for what you outlined. You get to meet people from all over the country, be involved in interesting projects that I never thought I'd be able to. I think the Twitter feed has been very rewarding for me to take part in, um, being able to actively read the literature and then put it out there in a spicy manner. Some of, some of the tweets, that maybe they're always yours, are a little spicy. So yeah, oh, my, mine are definitely the spicy ones. Yes. Fair enough. No, thanks so much. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today. Of course. This is Daniel Fine. This has been a conversation with Haley Gershengorn about her experiences within the American Thoracic Society and how to get involved with the Early Career Professionals Working Group.